Hello, and welcome to another episode of Vitamins for Breakfast Season 3. Vitamins for Breakfast is the platform for you, the listener, to come and get connected with real people, get inspired, and just feel less alone in the battles of everyday life. This season, I feature amazing women that boldly share their experiences, aspirations, and motivations to help you, the listener, stand a little taller in your own skin. So without further ado, let's get some vitamins on this episode of Vitamins for Breakfast. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vitamins for Breakfast. Today, I have an amazing guest who is a creative genius and also a blessing in my life. Chantal is my older sister, and she's been a major influence in my journey within the arts. She grew up always drawing, singing, performing, dancing, writing, and together we created worlds with our imagination. This big imagination is what led her to become the writer she is now and founder of her own blog, Chantal Writes. The journey to follow her dream has been far from easy, and today she will be sharing her story with all of you. Thank you so much for being here today, Chantal. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I want to first off start by saying that our voices are kind of similar, so I hope that doesn't confuse you guys. Yeah. Um, I just have a louder laugh, so maybe you'll be able to distinguish who's talking. Um, but our voices, we also look a lot, a lot alike. Yeah. So I know that's also very creepy to people. Like when I post a photo, that's you. They're like, wait, that's not you, Shayla. Are twins? Yeah, we always get asked if we're twins. I always, people always think I'm fuck, I'm the older one because I'm <laughs> bigger than her. Like who's She's the taller. older one? And then um, I'm like uh, her, and they're like, really? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> fuck, shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said in the intro. Um, Chantal has been a major influence in my life. Oh, she wow. is my older sister, of course, so naturally that would happen. And I know that she probably doesn't think that she's probably been a major influence in my life because I always act like, you know, I got my life together and I did this on my own. But <laughs> she's definitely been um, an influence, and I think that I've been noticing it more, so that it's been subconsciously that I've been realizing that you did influence a lot of um, my creative um I would say, like, my choices with creative things. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if you didn't like Harry Potter, maybe I wouldn't have liked it as much. I just mm-hmm. think that because we shared it together, if I like things more. Oh, okay, yeah. Versus yeah. if, like, if I was sitting there and watching Harry Potter by myself, I think I would have connected to it, but I think I connect to it differently. Yeah, because we have that, like... Um I guess that childhood experience of watching it together. Yes. It's always going to attach those feelings. Or like Peter Pan. We used to love watching Peter Pan together. (laughs) The one with Jeremy Sumter. And we used to love watching that. And I feel like... Um, I think that's why I kind of grew up and I had a little bit of a, like, a nerdy side to me where I like anime and stuff like that. And she doesn't necessarily love anime as much as I do. I used to watch it, though. But I think it's, I think it's definitely, being able to share that with you made me feel comfortable liking things that normally other people don't necessarily like. Because we, like I said, we created, um, worlds together. We had this imagination together. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's get into it. Like I said, Chantal's a creative person. She has her own blog. She's a writer now, um, full time. She's taking it very seriously now in her, um, adult life. Um, and tell me a little bit about your childhood that I shared with you. Um, (laughs) but like, tell me about your childhood creatively like what because I said you were always singing dancing you look like came out the womb kind of just doing these things like when when was like when you realized that like I really liked the arts what were you doing that really just pushed you um when I was a kid 
um, our parents and, and our grandmother used to tell me that I used to tell them stories. Yeah. Um, particularly my our grandmother. Uh-huh. Um, when she went to the bathroom, I would sit in the bathroom with her while, and tell her a story. And she's like constipated, like <laughs> cherry up. I don't remember. What no, she no, no, no. You're right because if she's if she's sitting she there for a long like, time, she's like the story helped her. She might have been like cleaning or just I just oh, I used got to follow you. her around, I guess, uh-huh. and tell her stories. Well, I used to do like a lot of play with um, our dad, yeah. and um, I, w- I guess I would create like these scenes and these characters. Yeah. And then I think I started writing music when I was little. Yeah. Um, which is what our mom told us, told mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I started drawing. So that's how like I was like creating things was through art, yeah. through drawing. Yeah. Um, so I would like imitate drawings that I would see, and mm-hmm. I would I guess practice drawing them myself. Yeah. Um, and then when I I think after I read Harry Potter is no, that's a lie. Uh, in fifth grade, no, in fifth grade we had like a writing assi- an assignment. And I wrote something about like the Titanic, but through the eyes of a doll. And, oh shit! Yeah, and so I ended up winning a, a a contest that my teacher ended up creating on the spot because of that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and so she she um read it to the class and created like a oh the writer of the week or something like that I don't yeah. know if she ever continued it but and that's kind of happened throughout my life afterwards like in middle school um I had a, um, a music teacher that was gone for that day and mm-hmm. we had a substitute and I think he was like a writing teacher and he um, gave us a writing assignment and obviously I was the only one who did it everybody else was just <laughs> hanging out in the classroom everyone was like throwing <laughs> papers around <laughs> Yeah. So I ended up writing, um, I guess, like, a story or a memory of, like, when our grandfather passed away. And, like, yeah. he came up to me after class. He's like, oh, my God. This is so great. Like, he said, you got, you made me tear up. I was oh like, my oh, my God. God. But I ever since, like, I realized that I can impact people emotionally through writing, I've always wanted to do that. Mm. And, um, yeah, I got the same kind of feedback. Even writing in Spanish in high school, the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ever ever since that, I've just been like writing little stories, and I wrote my first book when I was like thirteen. Wow. Um, I don't remember what it was. It was like very vague. It was like a romance story. Yeah. With a Native American girl. Yeah. Um, but I don't have I don't have that anywhere. I don't know where that is. And people and I, and just to be clear, like when she says she wrote her first book at thirteen, it's like she published a book or anything. Like she's saying that she at the capacity. Yeah, the capacity of what a book consists of. She wrote an entire book at thirteen. Yeah. And that's just to to kind of bring it like light to the fact that like at a very young age. She she took it seriously enough to write a book. And it takes people years to even like put something together like that. So at thirteen and even if it was like a stupid story or whatever, yeah. it was still it was still like it you had enough uh, drive for for it that yeah. you that you created a, um, a book. Yeah, yeah. And then now moving over a little bit now into your adulthood, mm-hmm. like, you know, being a creative person is never easy, um, and it's it's confusing, especially when you live in a society where there's not that many clear avenues for you. Um, so what kind of happened with you in, in the arts, like, since it was your passion, and usually what people do is follow their passion for, um, you know, career, mm-hmm. like, right. the, then moving on now into your adulthood, like, um, how did you kind of foster and and, and, and take care of your your craft and your love. Mm-hmm. So I think 
I don't know if you mentioned it earlier in the intro, but mm -hmm. um, I didn't pursue it yeah. after college. I mean, I I, uh, I studied it as a minor, creative mm -hmm. writing, and yeah. then I studied psychology because I think at the end of the day, what I was really interested in just like people and humans. And of course, yeah, because what makes them who they are. Yeah, I don't know if you like like I. Of course, you just said it, but just now you said that that you were since you were able to make that man cry. Yeah, and I don't mean like in a me like I want to make people cry. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like it seemed like you kind of really like love the idea of evoking emotion in people through yeah. words. So yeah. that's kind of like the same thing with psychology. I just wanted to understand people because I wrote about them and I wanted to know what made people the way that they are mm -hmm. so I studied that and um, I thought that I wanted to after that I, I told myself like I, I'm gonna be a therapist because I mm -hmm. had to do something practical yeah um, and I was interested in it I really wanted to do therapy but I envisioned myself working with people who were like young adults mm-hmm um, but I didn't pursue that career immediately either. I had a one-year period where I was just really confused. And this is right after, this is post-undergrad. Yeah, right. post-undergrad. Mm -hmm. um, I had left a job at that time. I just didn't know what I wanted in life. And then I spent like a good number of months like in, de in depression. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went to therapy and I started volunteering. And that's when I got into grad school yeah. just for social work. Um, before that, I was, like, toying with other careers. I was like, am I going to be a teacher? So I started looking into being a teacher. But then yeah. I'm like, no, I, I really wanted to do therapy. Um, so I went the social work route. And I ended up doing therapy with, mm -hmm. um, with children and teens. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that that's not necessarily how I wanted to approach my life. Yeah. Um, the lifestyle of it and just, like, for my own personal um, interests, I just didn't feel like that path was right for me. Yeah. Um, I just, I really had to reflect because it, it really forced me to recognize, like, what do I really want out mm -hmm. of life? Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't feel like I wanted anything at that point. Like, I didn't feel like what I was doing was serving me in any way mm -hmm. that I felt like was going to move me forward. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, like, um, that I I should give writing a chance, like a full-time thing. Cause, and, and... Yeah. I, I just kind of want to, like, being her sister and to see the background of all these things as they happen, it's a different experience for me. And hearing her talk about it, you know, it's always going to strike me different because I'm always just on the sidelines watching. And I always think about that time in her in her, in her her life where she was contemplating leaving her career because essentially she had, crea she had created a career out of social work. Um, and she has said something like really struck, like struck me where she was like, if she put the same amount of energy that she put into this career, into her passion, imagine what she could do. And that was like, a, a, that's why I said she's a big influence for me. Cause it's just like to think that, and I don't know why I just got like a little emotional there, but like, <laughs> it's true. Like if we, if we really were to dedicate the amount of time that we dedicate to things that we think we're supposed to do, right. but they don't serve us, yeah. we can, we can, we can move mountains, but we just don't dedicate the right amount of time to the things that can really exactly, yeah. get us to a place where we're happy we're really genuinely happy in what we're doing and we're also finding a way to be financially stable as well because of course like i said pursuing anything in the arts is very difficult you're gonna go through a period where you are in a drought like you don't have any income yeah and like you yeah. making that decision i can only imagine how hard that was for yeah. you yeah that's something that i've been like um trying to comes to come to terms with mm -hmm. or griping with this this past year um 
but I'm slowly kind of figuring out what I'm gonna how what's the next step for me right um because yeah like you said like financially it's hard to just support yourself on your art and you don't like you're not there yet to mm -hmm. sell your art mm -hmm. or um maybe your art you are and your art is not making you enough money for people who are you know trying to make money off of their art so they have to do other things and then let's just kind of like talk a little bit about it like just just to pick your brain on but because i just feel like i came into the game late within the arts too mm -hmm. like i feel like we're like i feel like i have double like double things on my back because it's like not only did like i wait so long to pursue my passion but my passion also doesn't create stable income but if i would have done this like for me it's like acting mm -hmm. or if i would have if i would have at least been more involved in performing arts younger i feel like i would have been 10 steps ahead now mm -hmm. at this age now instead of feeling like oh my god now it's like i have to see this see this come like into fru how does that word is fruition fruition yes fruition yeah. um like in my 30s versus like maybe now I could have been you know moving and shaking in the in the field but yeah. now it's like I gotta wait longer so does that ever bother you too thinking like oh now I got now I gotta wait double longer yes <laughs> yes it, it does it does mm -hmm. but I I don't know where I heard this or saw this um somewhere but I think it may have been a youtuber that I was watching it might have been star puppy I um, like her a lot too. <laughs> That I think sometimes your what you want to do is gonna manifest differently than what you think it's gonna be. Yeah. So you you I think you make the choice of like I'm gonna do this, mm -hmm. but then you have to figure out how that's gonna uh, like evolve or how it's gonna manifest itself. Yeah. You might not be um, like let's say if you want to be an actress, you might not be a movie star, but you might end up doing something different with acting. Yeah. You might and end I, up, you know, you could teach it or you yeah. could end up, like, doing TV or something small or something that maybe even YouTube or something like that. You yeah. just don't know how it's going to look. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely that's definitely um, what I think is a good way to kind of get you to come to terms with it, that, you know, the destination will still be the same. It just might not look as how you have envisioned it and thinking, like, oh, I've like, I'm behind it doesn't really matter because maybe somebody who put in time before you mm -hmm. doesn't get the same opportunity as you because they didn't do the things similar to you. Exactly. Like, that you might get an opportunity that they're like, I wanted that, you know? But right. it, And they, they'll get something maybe that you thought you wanted and then you realize maybe you didn't really even want that right. until you got the new opportunity. Exactly. So um, it's the same thing, like, if you think of, like, rappers, people wanted to always be um, rappers, but, like, back in the day, you wanted to be a rapper so bad, but you got stuck in, like, 360 deals, which means, like, your money gets washed to the point that you barely see it. And all wow. the, the labels are the ones who own all the money. Wow. Now you have all these people who are independent and yeah. they're making all their money and they're keeping all their money. They own all their royalties. So it's like you at, at a time at that time when those rappers were making it you're probably like I want to be there I want to be at that place and then now you're like oh shit I really saved myself from right. you know a trap so mm -hmm. it's so I think um, it, it is definitely about just honoring your process and honoring your pace mm -hmm, yes honoring your process yeah. and honoring your seasons because you don't know oh, shit. Okay. when you're gonna when you're gonna bloom yeah. so everybody has different blooming stages and that's how like I cope with it yeah because <laughs> it does happen to me where I think like I I should be, and that's where the shoulds come in, and yeah. the shoulds are helpful. I should be at a certain point, um, and uh, yeah, I remind myself, like, no, like, this is just, this is a path that you don't even know. 
you only know part of it you don't know mm -hmm. the rest mm -hmm. yeah and whatever comes along the way you know because a lot of, a lot of things a lot of uh things that people also feel is this fear of like whatever happens along the way it's like the unknown that fear for like all the hiccups that are gonna come but like a, a good thing to also do is to just always remember that the hiccups are just lessons and you're you're meant to have them for a reason you don't know there's something that's like foreseeing in the future that's going to be great but you won't be able to actually withstand it if you don't have these hiccups along the right, way yeah so um and also like be you're planting all these seeds now you don't know what's gonna what garden is gonna bloom mm -hmm. so like you're you're putting all this work into your stuff and you don't know you feel like you don't know what you're doing you feel like oh i'm behind nothing's coming up nothing's mm -hmm. like manifesting but it does and it kind of comes up in a way you didn't probably expect it but it, it'll make sense when you look back at it and That's speaking, yeah, and speaking a little bit about that in reference to like planting seeds, you're someone who, like, I kid you not, she has been really in the background writing and and watering these plants for the longest. Like, she, when I found out she had a dream journal, that's how, like, how many years old? Oh my God. Um, let's see. I started 2011, I think. So like, maybe is it nine years? Yes. Well, nine, we're in 2020 now. Nine years, I think. That is yeah. crazy. She kept a dream journal where, it, was it every night or whenever you dreamt? Whenever, yeah, I had, it was more consistent in the beginning, but whenever I have a dream that I feel like I need to record this, yeah, I just get up in the morning, I mm. write it on my phone, and then maybe I'll transfer it into a notebook. The phone's just easier to grab. That is yeah. so crazy. Like, and this is before trends were set. Like, this is yeah. 2011. Like, now people are keeping dream journals because they're like, oh, with the crystals and all oh. these <laughs> meditations and stuff. I also got a cute little dream journal. It's like, <laughs> this is like back when things, like, things were not trends. It was just more of a feeling. Um, and that's why I do put her in a creative genius category because I feel like she's been a, 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 a trendsetter in, in a way that's been quiet. Like, people don't see her have these thoughts first. And I always mm -hmm. see her kind of think of these things creatively. And then it's like, we'll see it. And That's I, so sweet. And we always, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm always like, bitch, didn't you just tell me the other day about an app like that? And then we see that the app has been created. Yeah. And we're like, yo, they're listening to us. <laughs> like, it's so, it's really interesting how, like, that's why I do think, it's just like, I don't think that people should, it has to be seen by the world for someone to be called a genius. Yeah. It just takes one person to see something to be like, oh, that person is a genius. I right. feel like um, your mind has a, a capacity that not that not many minds have. Right. And kind of getting into that a little bit, like with the, with your mind being so unique mm -hmm. in its own way, and it's not like kind of like like it's cut from a different cloth to say compared to like the rest of society, how everyone just kind of falls in line. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to just kind of touch base on that what comes on the other side of that because the other day I was listening to Andre 3000 talk about um, pe people who are creative like him like you know who make really good stuff and they've made a living out of that also suffer a lot within themselves mm -hmm. because he has social anxiety and hypersensitivity oh, so he actually likes to spend um, 90% of the time by himself yeah. although when he sees his therapist they tell him that you know this you're with your social anxiety and your hypersensitivity it would be it would better <laughs> if you actually go and socialize and right. train yourself yeah. But he's like, but I genuinely feel better spending time alone. Right. Um, so, like, touch base a little bit about that. Like, um, kind of how, what, what, what's something else that comes with being so, like, creatively inclined? 
Um, that's a good question. Because I definitely feel like you are like that sensitive side that side of you is also yeah. you're an empath as well. Yeah, so that's very true. I'm an empath and I'm very sensitive and I do have some grade of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, I think mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. Um and I am an introvert, so I do enjoy spending time by myself. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think um let's see. Yeah. I think that I guess the flip side, yeah, you do kind of feel a little bit alienated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it can feel alienating because sometimes you you might perceive things differently than other people, mm-hmm. um, and and so you might you kind of feel a little bit like an outsider. Yeah. And I've always kind of felt like that. Um, and but I, it's always those people. It's always those people who feel like an outsider or are usually the people who are like creating like the best stuff because yeah. when you're able to um, really hone into the the storm inside, yeah. um, you're able to really like grab that paintbrush and canvas and paint something versus if people are more focused on the exterior world, making yeah. sure they fit in and all these things, right. they're painting the same image that everyone next to them is painting. Right, exactly. Versus it's like, that's why, so I, like when I, when, I, when I brought that all up is because me being your sister, I've seen how like you being a creative person has also, it also has a, a, a backside to it, a downside. Um, yeah. It has its pros and cons, as does everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that because you're an empath and you're sensitive, like the sometimes like stories will affect you differently, and yeah. you need to connect with a story a certain way for you to be able to write it. Yeah, it's just a different process for you. Yeah, so it might you might end up having writer's block in a different way. It's not like because yeah. it's because you need to connect. Yes, and if you can't connect, then it's, it's like hard, yeah. yeah, it's like a dead battery. Like you need to charge it. Right, mm-hmm. this is true. Yeah. Yeah, you're making me think about my writing process. Cause that's <laughs> I am like that. Like, if I'm not in the mood to do something, it's mm-hmm. kind of really hard to... Like, my mood will go between different, like, projects. So I'm always being pulled in different directions. And I yeah. don't finish anything because of it. So that's something I'm working on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, the to go back to your other... Um, the question that you were asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have seen the downside. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think one of the the main things is just feeling a little bit like an outsider because Mm -hmm. you, you know, I'm like, I'm more sensitive Mm -hmm. and, um, I feel things a lot more and I just feel like sometimes people don't necessarily think or feel that deeply. Yeah. And I think it's by choice. I think people choose to not, I think everyone has the capability. That's true. People choose to not feel. Yeah. But, um, and they're strong, they're stronger in that because sometimes I would like to just choose to not give a fuck about the fact that, you know, I see a dog across the street and he's tied up there waiting for his owner to come out of the store. <laughs> and I'm like, his owner's gonna come out of the store and just relax. And I want to just stand there and stare to make sure that nobody steals him. It's, uh, it's hard for me not to feel like everything and just feel so sad about like the, sh- the, the things that I see around me or, um, and stuff like that. Um, kind of getting into a little bit now of your it, your blog, mm-hmm. you know, ChantalWrites.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You founded your own blog. What yeah. is what is Chantal Writes about? So it's a blog for other writers who enjoy writing and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to share my experiences with um, my writing process, mm-hmm. um, share tips and things that I've learned, mm-hmm. and like just write things that are relatable um about the experience and then i also do like movie and book reviews Mm -hmm. tv reviews on there which is fun because i've always like like um critiquing stuff yeah yeah (laughs) um as a as a writer and a storyteller i like doing that because 
what it does for me is like it it helps me um learn more about storytelling when i like analyze um other works absolutely yeah yeah and definitely definitely because um another thing that she does heavily like i said she's been uh putting in a lot of work to her writing like i said she had the dream journal for for like nine years um she does a lot of research and when she says like analyze these things like she actually does research on on the things that she even analyzes or she looks into things like she's a researcher she spends i think she's she told me before we started recording that every day she does some sort of research Mm -hmm. into her writing and um a lot of people don't realize but in order for you to really get something to manifest you do have to dedicate some time to it at least like once a, once a day if not maybe once every other day like some some sort of energy has to be dedicated to it because yeah. it's just like exercise like if you yeah. if you don't go to the gym you know and you're eating and you're wondering why you're gaining weight if you don't dedicate a little bit of some sort of action against that it's going to happen so if like you don't maybe try to not eat so many so much fried food or mm. consume more water or the just a little steps that you can take towards maybe bettering your health is going to actually get you to that outcome um, mm-hmm. versus not doing anything at all. Kind of like watering a plant. Like, if mm-hmm. you don't water it well, how many times you have to, it's going to yeah. just die. So gonna, It is, it is going to die. And I, unfortunately, have uh, lived the death of two plants now <laughs> through the winter. It's the winter. Um, it's brutal. It's the winter. Uh, Chitalis definitely helped me a lot with my plants. Um, but, unfortunately, we both had to uh, set up a funeral for two of the plants. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you have to definitely water your plants and, um, and that's, that's definitely the way you see it grow. Um, a little bit more into your blog, mm-hmm. uh, you definitely, you know, me as someone who's read your blog, you do stuff that's definitely geared, geared to kind of just get beginners, um, get writers to take flight, you know, like to, it's definitely like yeah. to tackle, um, that, that beginner stage for writers. You actually made me see it that way. Cause I couldn't really, I didn't really understand what. I couldn't see the full picture of my blog. I didn't mm-hmm. understand what I was putting out, but you, yeah, you put it perfectly. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It's it's kind of dealing with my own process, and it's for anybody who is struggling to finish something or even get started. Yes. And you're dealing with all these like mental um, blockages that are in your way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what the blog is about. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and I and I also wanted like to mention to people who are creators and they're creative in something. Um, don't feel like you need to be at the finish line for you to show showcase what you've learned. I think anybody can benefit from any stage that you're in. Um, there's somebody out there who's a stage below you and would would benefit from hearing what you have to say on your journey thus far um, to give them the, the little bit that they need to help them start whatever they want to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely don't feel like... Because like, like my big thing with Vitamins for Breakfast is I believe um, celebrating people during the marathon and not at the finish line because what yeah how are we going to how are we really going to um motivate other people to follow along if we just show them the the end result that's like if i talk about i lost 50 pounds and i only show you my body at the end and before pictures and just tell you i ate good and i worked out like no you gotta really show people what you did how you did it the hard times the good times Mm -hmm. that's the only that's the only way that people are actually going to stick 
through things. And that's why we're in a society with a lot of gaslighting where people are like, hey, take these diet pills and you'll lose weight. Or, hey, like, you know, book this trip and you'll feel better about yourself. And it's like, uh, there's a lot of gaslighting. The problem, the the work really has to start within yourself. And I feel like a lot of that work that you've been doing for so long is what really got you to this now where you finally created a platform for people to be able to connect with you in, 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 in that way as a writer. Definitely check it out if you haven't. It's ChantalWrites.com. She posts um, every every week. She has two posts. Yeah. Right? Sometimes the Wednesdays days... Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah, sometimes the days might fluctuate. Yeah. You know, if something happens, you yeah. know, life, life is still <laughs> life happening. in the way, but I try to be consistent with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're just wrapping up a little bit now. Um, like I said, of course, she is my sister. I'm sure you know that already. Um, tell me just a little bit about... Uh, your experience with our parents being a creative person and then making this choice that you want to pursue this because our parents Uh, are Dominican they are you know immigrants (laughs) you know they came from DR here they are citizens don't check for them Um, (laughs) they're good Trump and then um, she you know following creative creative dreams is never easy with parents who you know grew up on like you need to get a solid career and you know the same narrative over and over again you always hear it like um like how was that for you with 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 um, mom and dad that's a good question because i think that's like one of the biggest i think maybe for anybody the biggest impact of what can impact your decisions Mm -hmm. um is you know um your parents and what they instilling you Mm -hmm. and we grew up with parents that really wanted us to pursue well they wanted us to be happy Mm -hmm. but they also wanted us to be stable Mm -hmm. and have like careers um to take care of ourselves yeah um and that's like and that's like not it's not like that's not the goal you know yeah everything everything that of course i want but i just want a career in something that actually makes me happy exactly you know i want (laughs) you think that i want this i want all of that (laughs) so i mean they are supportive Mm-hmm. And my um, our mom is definitely supportive of yeah. our dreams, um, but you know they were they're still very hesitant, or they were before mm-hmm. about me pursuing art and knowing that you know the chances of you making money off of that are like low. Yeah. At least having consistent income is low. Yeah, and of course they wanted me to have like makes make it practical. Um, you know, my mom was like definitely going to do therapy and write on the side and mm-hmm. then i actually did that and realized i didn't have the time to write yeah <laughs> you yeah. know i couldn't do it on the side yeah so yeah like especially when you have immigrant parents who grew up in a culture of like you have to work work any job yeah. it's important to well not any job because our parents definitely didn't want us to take any lower yeah jobs. but you have careers no of course <laughs> but you're saying like they grew up in a time where people were saying take any job yes, like take any work job. yeah yeah you just gotta work right yeah. exactly so yeah that definitely impacted my decisions and then ultimately i had i had to make the one that was best for me right and um thank you to them for still supporting me through this journey of yeah. figuring things out yeah um like, you yeah. know, especially as we get older, it starts to feel bad, you know? And and I'm turning 26 tomorrow, actually. Um, <laughs> and I just <laughs> and I just um, feel like, oh, my God, like, I'm getting... Now I'm, like, I'm tiptoeing on the other end now where it's, like, now I'm getting 
closer to 30. And it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? So, and, and I just feel like there's so many people out here who can identify, but they, it's just like a population that doesn't speak up. And I always think yeah. of this, it's like I think of like when I was younger and I was heavy set, like as a young girl, I just wish that there was a group of heavy set girls that like spoke up like there is now. Right. Like it's like now people finally are like, Kirby girls are, are acceptable, you know, you shouldn't make anyone feel different about their size. I wanted that so bad during that time. I wish that I had that. Right. And I didn't. Yeah. So it's nice. I think that it's nice now for people to just kind of talk about it um, and just be vocal about their situations. Like, yeah, I don't have it all together. I'm 30. I don't have a family yet. Yeah. I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife. Whatever your situation is. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just figuring it out. And we don't have that many people just speaking up about like yeah i'm just figuring it out and making that okay like it, yeah. it's still something that's not um it's not celebrated enough as 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 another uh, uh another part you know another option for the journey right like mm-hmm. you're another you're another um category guess, almost. Ca- yeah you're another another version of reality or yes. another version of experience that's not necessarily the one that you traditional see all, the t- all the time yeah i have to agree with that absolutely um I wish that there were more people, because all the people that I know and I'm surrounded by are people who kind of have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a fallacy because not you don't always have it all figured out. But yeah. there are people that knew exactly what they wanted to do with their careers mm-hmm. and they're doing that, mm-hmm. um, and they seem to be building towards like a stable sort of life. And but what if that's your test? What do you mean by that? Like, what if what if the the people these like. Let's say source. I, you know, I believe in God, but I'll say source for the people who like cringe when they hear that. Um, <laughs> so, like, what if source is has you purposely around what's traditional because he knows that e- either one of two things are gonna happen: you're actually gonna flourish, mm-hmm. or you're gonna like retreat and go back to traditional. But you know, the mm-hmm. choice is yours. Um, but you that already definitely, that definitely feels like my test. Yeah, it's that's because there's just no other reason why I would be around you. I don't think source has anything there coincidentally i've accepted that my life is not going to uh it's not going to unfold or look like what is usually the common mm-hmm. or the norm um Absolutely. i might end up like maybe married in my mid-30s or maybe yeah. have kids later who knows yeah. maybe earlier i just don't know what it's gonna look like i just yeah. know it's not gonna be traditional because i'm already you're not path exactly it's not necessarily traditional yes me too i don't know a lot of people in my social circle or my family who's pursuing the arts yeah so you don't have like i always say that when you don't have that you don't have a blueprint but i think it has to happen because if we don't do it then what do we set up for the following generations exactly. um whether they're our family or not other people just of the community for people to have blueprints on, on what to do what not to do how to do it like if we don't have people creating blueprints in them in our level because right. i'm not saying here like because we all want to mimic jay-z or all these people who make it you know we want to follow their blueprint but it's just at a different scale we don't have the same circumstances right. like what do we do yeah. for people like us who are like you know first generation immigrants and then our kids are going to be coming from you know second you know they're they're gonna, first generation yeah americans. they're gonna be second generation americans, americans experiencing yes. first gen as parents right so it's different it's so different for them just like we experience you know being first gen here it's different yeah. so i think it needs to happen regardless and that's why it's like no matter how it plays out it needed to be that way 
because I like, I like how you said that. Yeah, because yeah. we have to. It's happening for a reason because we have to set it up for the for the following generation to be able to withstand something. Because mm-hmm. I really honestly feel like there is a reason why everyone now. It's like everyone now is trying to pursue something. Like, their passions. Yeah. Whether it be on the side while working a full-time or they're right. doing it full-time, it's happening everywhere. Right. Everyone's like, man, fuck that shit. I want to create my own shit. Yeah. So I definitely feel like there's a reason why there's a spike in that now for a reason. Right. And we have to we have to um, just keep going at it. Yeah, I know. You're right. I think mm-hmm. and we're going to be creating, hopefully, a different path for the next generation of uh, kids that come into our family and it's definitely a more insightful an, one it's more in a, you have more option than just what yeah. you normally have mm-hmm. in that pursuing what you you're being driven to pursue mm-hmm. or your calling yeah is something that is you're gonna have to make a choice mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be easy yeah that's something i'm realizing now and you i just want to be personally i just want to be the proof that it's possible. <laughs> I just want to be the proof that it's like, yeah, but I did it. You know, to be able to tell the young kids like, but I did it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's definitely um, the goal right there. And I and I just definitely will say, just don't lose your faith to everyone who is out there and is a creative person, and they're not seeing nothing really come of come of it. Um, right. Just keep your faith. Like Chantal said, everyone has their seasons, mm-hmm. so make sure you just keep your faith in the you know the rainy ones, the sunny ones. The cold ones, the dry ones. Yeah. Just make sure you keep your faith. Um, to kind of wrap up now, you guys know I like to ask um, everyone that comes on a question that would ha- a, a three series answered question. I never know how to say that. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a question that has Maybe three a three answers. Part, a three part question. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, it's a question with three answers. Three answers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for you, I wanted to just kind of. Um, we, we've been highlighting throughout the whole podcast just um, this whole notion of, you know, sticking to the things that you want and pursuing your dreams. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me three things that you notice about yourself um, after you decided to actually pursue your passion of writing. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> um, so I feel like one thing that has shown me was that I could have courage to make a decision like that. Yeah. Um, because before, I feel like I had been given that option several times, and I never took that option. Yeah. Until it finally, I, it almost feels like a test, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. um, the universe sort of kept putting the same test in front of me to see, like, are you prepared to move on to the next step? Yeah. And then I finally took the 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 route that is probably going to lead me, lead me to something... Um, bigger yeah than myself i guess or whatever the universe wants me to pursue clearly mm-hmm. that's the test it was giving me and i ke- and i chose the other option yeah so it showed me that i had courage to do that yeah um the second thing i think would be it showed me that i can be consistent when i mean i'm consistent when it comes to a lot of things especially things if i'm not passionate with it but it showed me that even with um even with not knowing what can come from my choice of going after my passion, mm-hmm. um, it showed me that I could still be consistent with it. Yeah. So, like you mentioned before, I I um, I work on my writing every single day, whether it's researching, storytelling, and um, writing whatever fiction genre I want to write. Yeah. Um, I do that every single day. I practice writing, mm-hmm. and I do different kinds and. Um, 
So I, it showed me like, yeah, this is something that it's it's just part of me. I, I couldn't remove it. Mm-hmm. So I'm consistent with that too. Mm-hmm. And the the I guess the last thing would be that it it's teaching me how to let go of who I thought I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, There's should again. Yes, <laughs> and it's teaching me. I like to be honest with who I am mm-hmm. and learning who I am. So this whole journey of like pursuing this has been completely different because I even changed like my, my, my hair. I'm wearing my hair natural now, yeah, so I've been wearing yeah. it natural for like. And she has a beautiful mane. Thank you. Beautiful mane. <laughs> um, I feel like I've had it natural for maybe over a year now. And that's another over, thing that was consistency. Almost two years. That's now. that's consistency yeah. also. Like every every week, she sets her she sets herself up. You know, she grabs all her products, <laughs> does her deep treatment. Yeah, she definitely has been consistent with it for quite some time. She's actually one of the reasons why I went natural. Um, I also had a lot of friends that were doing it, but then to come home and see that your sibling has done it and they're you know her hair has always been um kind of more on the natural side because she didn't relax her hair much mm-hmm. she would sometimes maybe just do like the front of her hair a little bit but she never was relaxing as consistency as consistent as i was mm-hmm. my consistency was definitely there you know <laughs> when it came to a relaxer i was consistent um but she she's definitely consistent with um with her with her hair and her like it's her consistency shows in everything that she does um it's even even outside of the the creative stuff um and the things that she's not necessarily consistent with is because she doesn't really have a passion in that right like for me it's like um fitness is something that i try to be very consistent with and it's not something that she necessarily really is it's like a pressing issue on her because she doesn't really care about it as much as i do because i am someone that's that's been my conflict my entire life so that's why it's different um in reference to like consistency and i just only bring that up because there's so many boxes that people think you need to check off as like you're being a productive human like are you waking up are you drinking enough water are you exercising are you it's like all right you know i can only be consistent you know give give me a chance to like be human like all these people who are like so perfect in their ways you know kudos to you but um you gotta set up your own standards that you need to meet for yourself and then be yeah. and, and that's what i was saying in the uh, the new year's resolution podcast that i dropped on those of fresh air where it's just like if you're gonna write new year's resolutions just make sure you're honest about who you are and your habits like you're gonna continue to build these yep. facade ass resolutions of shit you're gonna do say i want to travel to five countries but you have two dollars in your bank account and you have no plans <laughs> of getting a job but you so desperately want to be able to take a photo in Dubai. And how are you going to Dubai? And it's just like, and make sure. Add, yeah, to add to your point, like, exactly what you're saying is what I'm doing mm-hmm. personally. It's yeah. like, um, being honest with who I am and being okay with that. Yeah. And realizing, like, you Life know, is just so much easier that way. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know? Um, but yeah, it's like about letting go of the person that you think you should be mm-hmm. to go back to your resolutions thing a lot of yeah. times people are making these goals based on what they think they should be their ideal person in their head mm-hmm. and and that ideal person was not even drawn up by their own conclusions yeah no it's like everything society so parents, many things just playing into it yeah yeah so that's what my that's what my journey in accepting writing has led me to discover about myself yeah um 
those three things? That's, That's a really good question. Thank you for asking me that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm sure that everyone who's gonna be listening to the to this is definitely gonna realize that it's like, damn, like her sister is dope as fuck, but you know, we just don't <laughs> really you. see it You're because so like sweet. I said, she's an introvert, she's more shy, um, but inside there's a lot of there's just a genius in there. It's like little um Einstein. <laughs> I remember when I compared your photo. There was a baby photo of her like with her hair messy and her tongue out and there was like a picture of I Einstein. I had no hair in that picture. Oh well. No <laughs> yeah, you're right. You had no hair. I was bald. She was bald. She was a little bald baby. Um but like definitely a, a genius that's housed inside this vessel. So thank I just you. wanted to share that with you guys and thank you so much thank for you so much me. for being here. Check out Chantal Wrights. Follow her on Instagram. Um it's also Chantal writes and um, you know follow her on her journey and I will be dropping all the info on the blog post and yeah thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me bye bye (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in I hope you walked away from this podcast feeling more enlightened more connected and just more empowered it is my mission to create a platform where people can create connection through conversation. I thank you so much for taking time to listen to today's podcast, and I do ask you to share it with anyone that you feel can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast. <laughs>